0: For more information, head on over to centeredinthecity.org and claim your seven-day free trial. Notice how much better you will feel by having a consistent practice to support you staying centered. I am so excited for today's conversation with Elle Hamilton. Elle is an energy optimization guide, a self-care advocate, and a multi-passionate entrepreneur who uses her brand, L undefined to encourage people to live life in the now. She uses human design and self-care as tools for greater self-awareness and life work balance with a strong belief that life comes first and not the other way around. I am so excited to have L on the podcast today where we discuss all things human design and if you're not sure what that is, you will learn the different types of human designs, how to work with our human design, and most importantly, how to give ourselves permission to structure our time and our energy based on our human design. So settle into the conversation and enjoy. El, welcome to the Center in the City podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to have you. What does being centered mean to you? Ooh, being centered to me is all about
1: finding your balance. So I think it's, we're not always, you know, balance is not a static place that you're always in. So sometimes you'll experience a, you know, you'll experience different challenges in life. So you may feel low at a certain point and you may have those moments where you're just feeling very joyful, happy and high, but it's just, you know, no matter what being able to come back to that center point um, and finding your balance, coming back to a center. Um, And I know the question is what is centered, but just having the ability to um, deal with the high and low and then find that, that middle point where you're in a neutral state.
0: Mm. So I'm hearing even that practice of like equanimity, being mm-hmm. in those highs, being in the lows and coming back to the balance centered state. Exactly. I That's how it. I view it. Love it. How did you get into the work that you're doing as an energy optimizer?
1: Um, so that has been an interesting journey for me. I started off, I've done a lot of different things. I'm definitely a multi-passionate person. And I think a lot of times um, there's like this pressure to just pick one thing and stick with it. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) But
1: luckily, luckily that hasn't worked for me because it's allowed me to just explore different things. So I come from a corporate background and I was originally in fashion. So I did um, product management for a, a major corporation and during that experience, I found myself being very stressed out and feeling undervalued in my work. and so I decided, okay, this stress is not worth you know it's not worth it. It's not worth the money, it's not worth just my time because for me, time is the biggest like you know my most important asset. It's mm-hmm. something that I cannot get back no matter what. So I just valued my time and decided, you know, I want to take a different path. I want to try a different way of doing things, living my life, and I'm going to quit. <laughs> so <laughs>
0: I quit. What um, courage.
1: Yeah, I, I quit and decided to start freelancing. And so with that, I um, just basically took the skills that I already had, which was more so, you know, I started off with social media, um, a little bit of web design. And fast forward, I started working with, um wellness and lifestyle coaches and entrepreneurs to help them build their online courses. So through that, um, and the fact that I've always been really interested in personal development, self-help, self-care, and all of that. So I found myself working with a lot of therapists and um, wellness professionals and Basically, what I was helping them put together with their courses, it started to rub off on me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I started absorbing what I was seeing in their work, and I just started experimenting with what works for me, what doesn't, how to manage my own stress levels, and creating a routine that works for me in my life, and um, human design came up at some point around that time, but Originally, I didn't really understand it. I was intrigued by it, but I didn't get it. Mm -hmm. And so um, eventually I circled back to to it and started um, doing a lot of self-study, taking different courses, and um, the fact that I was really interested in work-life balance, I saw an opportunity to use your human design to, you know, achieve work-life balance and just... Create a life that works for you, that honors the way we're all different versus, you know, thinking that we're all the same and we all need to follow the same path.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I had never heard of human design until a few years ago when one of my entrepreneurial friends mentioned it. And, you know, being in the self-development world as a coach myself, you know, I love taking all of those personality assessments and attitudinal mm-hmm. assessments, right? Learning all these little nooks and crannies about yourself. But tell me a little bit more about human design, especially for maybe listeners that aren't familiar with it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So human design is really interesting because it's, it's a system that takes different systems that people are probably more aware of. And it kind of like meshes them together in a really interesting way. So it's known as the science of differentiation. So it's really all about the ways that we are different. You know, the ways that we are individuals. And so, um, like I said, it's made up of a couple, a couple different systems. So within that, you have um, the I Ching, which is a um, an ancient Chinese system of looking at things. You have astrology, which A lot of people would be, um, you may not know all the ins and outs of astrology, but you're probably familiar with it. Um, We have the chakra system. And then we also have um, the tree of life and the quantum physics. So it has all of these ancient and modern sciences all meshed together. And it's all dependent on your birth time, your location, and where the planets and stars were at the time of your birth. So once you... You know, you look at that information and then it'll basically tell you a whole, a whole profile of who you are as a person or what your potential is um, um, as a person. So you'll have your, the way your, your aura is set up, like your energy, how you are designed. And so I think it's, um, it's just really interesting. Like there's, so every time I study something, there's so many different layers to it. Mm-hmm. And anytime I look at a chart, whether it 's my own or someone else's, every single time I look at it i 'm going to find something new <laughs> mm-hmm. so it 's really like a rabbit hole. but I think because of that um when people first look at their own human design chart, it can be overwhelming, so you know I try to look at uh, initially looking at the basics that we can you know make into actionable things we can apply to our lives
0: mm-hmm. What are the different types of energies in the human design profile
1: yeah so there are four auric types and most people will say what no there's five and that's because one of them is is a hybrid so I'll start with those two the generator and the manifesting generators that's actually considered one auric type but the manifesting generator is kind of like the cousin of the generator Um, So that's, there's two right there. And then you have your manifester, the projector, and the reflector. And I can definitely tell you more about each of those types. Yeah,
0: give us some insight. And and I'm a generator. So I would even love to hear what, because it's been a while since I've read my description. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, so the generators, let's start there since you are a generator. Um, so the gener- basically, uh, the way I view it, the world was built around the generators. You guys are the ones that have the life force energy. You have your sacral center defined. So you have, I like to call it the juice. You have the juice to get things done. You have a lot of energy, especially when it's something that you are excited about, something that you love. You have a lot of the energy to get things done from start to finish, whereas some of the other types do not. So the other types that don't have as much energy as, as you as a generator, they're gonna be looking to you to kind of tap into your energy to basically to make the world go round. And that's, I know that sounds crazy, but the generators, you just have the ability to, to just keep going, whereas other types do not have that. Um, you guys are also known as the builders. So basically, if we think about it from like a work standpoint, if we didn't have generators, nothing would get done. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you guys have that energy to do things that, you know, everyone doesn't. And not to say that, you know, it's it's all on the generators to do everything. It's not because there is still potential for, you know, a generator to get burnt out too, to be mm-hmm. doing too much. But yeah, you guys um, can really get a lot done. And um, one really interesting thing about the generators, like I said, you have your sacral center defined. So with that, that means that you have the, the ability to like magnetize opportunities to you. Um, the strategy of the generator is to respond to things so basically I like to think of it as the universe is always sending you opportunities or things for you to respond to and you'll get like a gut response that tells you yes this is right for me or no this is not right for me which is pretty good so like learning to listen to your body Mm -hmm. is the way that um you're designed to make decisions um and so like I said the generators they make about 35% 35% of the population. So it's a pretty big chunk of you guys out there. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you have a very, very open, very open type of um aura, you know, like you, like I said, you're drawing things to you mm. all of the time, which is really cool. Mm. Um love that. Yeah with that, like I said earlier, your cousins are like the manifesting generators. So the manifesting generators, I mentioned that they're like a hybrid type. So they're actually a blend of the generators, but also the other type, which is called a manifester. So that's where you get the manifesting generators from. And um, one thing that's really interesting about manifesting generators is that they are fast. (laughs) So they, just like the generators, have that sacral center defined, and so they have the ability to get things done, see things through from start to finish, and um, they're pretty good about finding the most efficient way to do things, so they're very, um, they're also kind of have that, that Energizer Bunny <laughs> type of uh, vibe to them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what else about the manifesting generators? They're also pretty good um, multitaskers, so I think that's one thing. Um, in our society, we're all kind of um, encouraged to multitask all the time, but a lot of us don't have the true ability to do that. But manifesting generators do, <laughs> like they're pretty good at um, at multitasking, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. I also mentioned the manifestors. So, this is my type. Um, Manifestors are, you can think of them as like the initiators. So, they'll have the ideas that is then on, it's then their responsibility to inform others of what that idea is because they do not have their sacral center defined. So, they typically don't have the energy. To see things through from start to finish, like a generator or a manifesting generator generator would. Mm. So, for me personally, I can speak on this, like because I know what that's like. Um, not having the energy and not really being able to always keep up with people in the workplace. Um, you know, having a traditional, like nine to five or an eight hour job. Sometimes, sometimes that can be challenging because you know, we work best with, um, basically short bursts. Mm -hmm. So having that expectation of being able to work all day is kind of just not realistic (laughs) for us. Mm -hmm. Um, so that can be definitely a challenge. Um, so I talked about three, let's see, we have the projectors, which, um, projectors are also, um, they don't have their sacral center defined so very similar to manifestors they also don't always have the energy to get things done start to finish or to work for long periods of time but what's really great about a projector is they are like the guides of the world Mm -hmm. they're able to look at other people and really see them like see what their gifts are and how that can tie into, you know, what everyone's ty- trying to do. So let's say a projector will see, okay, Wade is really good at, um, you know, connecting other people with, um, you know, mindfulness tips. And so they might connect you with a project that is related to what you do and can really highlight what you're going to do. Mm. They're able to look at what the resources are and figure out the best ways to optimize that. Mm -hmm. They're really great with um, like organization systems and really good, like people managers too.
0: kind of like connecting all the dots. Mm -hmm.
1: Exactly. They're really good at connecting the dots, Um, which is really important because like I said, they also don't have the energy to do everything on their own. So they Mm -hmm. need, you know, to rely on some of the other types to, you know, when it comes to getting things done, they're able to. Um, tap into other people
0: mm.
1: and then the last one which is they're they're very rare like the reflectors they are only one percent of the population wow yeah and like I don't think I've met a
0: reflector them, yet
1: yeah they're very rare um and the reflector because they don't have any of their centers defined and I don't think I mentioned there are nine centers but um, they don 't have any of their centers on their human design chart defined, so really, that means that they have they have a very strong openness that allows them to sample the um, the auras of the people around them. So with that you know sometimes people can think that they are you know not consistent they're not they're kind of flaky Mm. um they might want to change their minds a lot and that's just normal for for them you know because they have so much of that openness Mm. so kind
0: of maybe perceived as like aloof or not grounded because they're Mm -hmm. exactly and kind of porous Mm -hmm. Mm, interesting interesting So how does, thank you for giving us all those details. It's so helpful. Like, how does knowing your human design help you in managing your energy? Yeah, so I think um, for me, knowing
1: how I am designed, I look at it as a a permission slip to Mm -hmm. not try to be like someone else for instance, like I said, I'm a manifester. So I don't have my sacral center defined. I don't have the energy to work. Like, you know, if me and you were working together, you're going to outlast me. (laughs) (laughs) I may not be able to keep up. I have to go take, I might have to go take a nap or take a break and switch, you know, switch lanes for a bit and come back. But knowing that I am designed that way and it's nothing wrong with me. Mm -hmm. I think that's the one thing I I love about human design. When you learn about your design, it's, you get to celebrate, you know, how you are designed instead of looking at, you know, what's wrong. It's like, no, there's nothing wrong. It's just, this is the way that I'm designed. And I have the ability now knowing that to work, you know, work in the ways that are efficient for me, you
0: Mm -hmm. know? Right, because we're not all made the same way. So to give mm-hmm. yourself that permission of, I actually work better in smaller bursts, or I work better, you know, with a nap in the middle of the day, or I work better with these long stretches, is that sense of empowerment of I know myself, so I can organize my, my time and my energy in a particular way.
1: Mm-hmm. That's exactly the way I like to look at it. Exactly, and you know you know, we're all human. So yes, we all need rest. We all need, you Mm -hmm. know, certain things. We all need nutrients and all of that. But, you know, based on your design, you may need to, like we mentioned earlier, you may need to work differently. Maybe you can't work for five hours straight, you know. Well, no one should really be working for hours straight. I think we all kind of need breaks. But Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? It's like the way you work might be differently. Or let's say for the the generator type. So the generators and the manifesting generators is what's really great about you is yes, you have your, your sacral center defined. So you have a lot of energy out throughout the day, but when it comes to going to sleep at night, you're going to have a more rested sleep. If you spent your energy for that day, if you try to lay down and go to sleep, when you still have a lot of energy inside, then you're not going to feel rested when you wake up in the morning because you have to drain all of that energy beforehand. Mm -hmm. And so it's like little things like that, that, you know, once you know your type, you can learn all of the nuances and it's not even just your type. There's so much more to human design than just type, but um, just starting at the foundational levels, we're looking at type. But once you start to dig into your chart, And you're looking at your type and what centers you have defined or undefined, open, what gates you have activated. Like there's a lot to it. But like once you dig into your specific design, you can see, okay, now that I know this about myself, now that I have this greater self-awareness, how can I use this to live a life that I'm happy with, you know, to bring more joy into my life, to feel like I'm using my time in a way that matters to me. I think that's what I really love about human design.
0: Mm. Yeah, one of the things that struck me when I was learning about it was this, I've always had this doingness inside of me and I just thought it was because I'm a New Yorker. Like, oh, that's my naturally born state, you know, that I'm just doing, doing, doing. But Mm -hmm. then when I was labeled as a generator, I was like, oh, that makes sense. Like, yes, I am getting in the doing mode. And that is why practicing being is so important for me and challenging for me and why I'm passionate about sharing that being slowing down kind of counterbalance to all the doing because I notice I can do, do, do. And then that leads me to the burnout okay. and the drain and the physical drain. And I even think the stress and honestly, and the sickness, you know, I'm a cancer survivor. And so it's like really having that counter balance is is so helpful for me. And it was really helpful for me to be able to label, oh, it might not just be because of my environment of growing up in New York City. It might also be because of my constitution of this, of human design.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, you know, it's, I think of human design as a tool, you know, there's so many tools that we can use to our advantage to learn how to, you know, live in the best way that we can. And like I said, it's, knowing, okay, it might not just be because of my environment. It might be because of conditioning, but maybe this is happening in my life or I'm this way because of my design. You know, it's, mm. it's. you know, we can take, look at all of it and just, you know, make our own conclusions about it.
0: Do you have any, obviously it's so specific for each person, but some highlighted tips or techniques for people with different human designs about maybe how to approach business or how to approach love or their business or their energy that any listeners could could take away as a little nugget
1: Mm -hmm.
0: yes I do
1: so let's start with the generators again since that's where we started before So one thing about the generators, um, like I said, you have the ability to magnetize things to you, opportunities to you, people, all of that. And so one thing I think is really important, whether it's your, you know, business, like any aspect of your life, I think it's important to just get clear on what are the things that you actually want. And, you know, being able to Set those boundaries beforehand of like what you want and don't want. So then, as those opportunities do come to you, I think it will be an easier yes or no sacral response because you've already kind of thought about it beforehand. You know, it's not, um, and of course, just like listening to your body, if you tap into your body, it'll give you the response because um, your body knows. That's another thing I had not mentioned um, in human design the belief is that we use our body as the authority that helps us make decisions not the mind mm-hmm. and i think that's kind of counter to what we believe in our society we're we're used to thinking through everything logically and you know it's, i need to make a pros and cons list <laughs> or you know mm-hmm. however you use mm-hmm. it it's all about it's all centered on your mind but in human design it's actually about your body your body your body is the authority
0: so um, I completely agree with that. There's so much wisdom in our bodies that we don't pay attention to and we're not trained unless we pay attention mm-hmm. to listening to it.
1: Yeah. And so I think when you kind of sit down and get clear on, on, you know, different aspects of your life beforehand, it's when that opportunity does come up, you'll have, you know, you tap into what your body is saying, saying to you about the yes or no, whether this is, right for me or not but I just feel like it'd be a lot easier if you thought about it and gotten that clarity beforehand Mm -hmm. um also with the generators I briefly mentioned earlier just making sure that you're using your energy throughout the day so that you can have a more peaceful rest at night so um if that means that you need to get physical like working out during the day um Maybe it's, let's see, like taking a walk, taking a run, like just doing something that's going to help you use all of your energy at, during the day so that at night, like your mind and your body can just rest peacefully without, you know, going
0: down. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: you know how like little kids have sugar—they're <laughs> just kind of <laughs> off not bouncing
0: around the wall.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So when you're giving yourself the ability to just use that energy throughout the day, it's helping you have a more peaceful nighttime rest. Hmm. Um, yeah, and the other really important thing about um, generators is just learning to be okay with saying no. To things that you don't Mm -hmm. want to do (laughs) Mm -hmm. so let's say you're presented with something and you're thinking oh well I should do it Mm, I could do it you know listening learning to listen to that sacral response and like knowing that your sacral center actually responds to you it can be like vocal it can be actual sounds or it can be vibrations you know it's a lot of times generators are known to, you know, kind of feel that mm-hmm, kind of thing or Mm-mm. it's like, you'll have this, um, you know, tonal response. So just paying attention to how your body is responding is really important.
0: And is the sacral center the same as, or the same space in the body as like the third chakra, like yes, core. Mm-hmm. So like that space above our belly button below our rib cage. Yes,
1: it is. Mm-hmm. And that is one interesting thing. I know I mentioned that um, the chakra center is part of human design, but I know most people follow the seven centered chakra center, but um, in human design, there's nine centers. So there is there is some overlap, but it's not like completely um, you know, the exact same. But in the case of the sacral center, it is the same.
0: Mm. Okay, cool. Thank yeah. you for that mm-hmm
1: and um so let's talk about specific things that the manifesting gener- generator can do so let's see the trying, there's always so much that I could say
0: about each type of activity. I know it's like okay what, yeah whatever's really high level that you feel like is because I'm sure it's so specific to you based on everybody's chart
1: yeah it is But one thing that the manifesting generator can do is just know that your strategy, I know I mentioned the generator is to respond. The manifesting generator also has the strategy to respond, but they also have to respond and inform. Mm. So, you know, when you're presented with different opportunities, you basically you're responding, but you're letting that person know that, you know, you're paying attention to what they're saying and that you're going to take action on it. Because sometimes with the manifesting generator, if they're not getting that that extra communication afterwards, um, the person might be like, you know, are they gonna do it or did they hear me or you know what's going on? So the manifestor needs to, I'm sorry, the manifesting generator needs to respond and then also inform. Um the other big thing about manifesting generators, I um I know so many manifesting generators. Like I feel like most of my family is a manifesting generator, (laughs) but these these are very multi-passionate people. Mm. So, you know, they might deal with pressure, outside pressure, societal pressure to pick one thing and stick with it. Mm. But they tend to want to dabble in different things. So they have many different interests and they want to try different things. And there can be this pressure to, you know, just listen and stick to one thing instead of honoring what you know, what what you want, and exploring new things. But I think giving yourself that permission to just explore and not feel guilty about it—it's mm-hmm. mm-hmm. okay to dabble. You know, you're—that's just how you're designed.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: so I think honoring that is just really important. Um, when you get when you get bored of something, and it no longer lights you up it's okay for you to walk away. <laughs> like mm. You do not have to stay chained to whatever it is because someone else is telling you that you need to stick with it. Mm. You know, just mm. kind of cast off that, that kind of line of thinking. I think that's really big with um, MGs or many gens. And um, just like the generators, they also, because they have that sacral center defined, they also have a lot of energy. So Again, they need to use that energy throughout the day um, to make sure that they can rest well at night. But the one thing that I had not mentioned about the manifesting generators is that, yes, they have a lot of energy to get things done, but what they'll do is they'll work in like long spurts of time, but then they may need a long rest afterwards. They might need a little bit more rest than, say, like a generator. So They're kind of a mix between the manifestor and the generator. So, you know, you'll see some overlap as far as like what, how they operate and what they need. So just being conscious of that, like, yes, you worked a long time. You did, you got a lot done and it was great, but maybe now you need to rest for a long time equally Mm -hmm. as much. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. just listening to what your body is telling you it needs and always honoring that. I think that's really important. Um let's see who else. Oh, let's go to manifestors. <laughs> so manifestors. Okay, so we are known to have a closed and protective um aura. So with that, some people don't a lot of times people don't know what we're thinking or what we're about to do next. <laughs> so that's why our strategy is to inform. It's really important for us to communicate and I found that sometimes I need to over-communicate things before taking action because, you know, if I'm taking an action that's going to impact what someone else is someone else is doing, I'm less likely to get resistance from them if I let them know what's going on beforehand. Mm-hmm. So um, can that communication is really important.
0: So that and, could be something as simple as like meeting up with a friend and being like, hey I just let you know I'm really hungry can we make sure we eat dinner before we go out like is that as simple mm-hmm. as communicating on that level about your yeah needs?
1: uh-huh exactly just letting people know like if I'm hungry beforehand it would be great for me to communicate that to the person I'm going out with instead of me showing up and just expecting you know okay, now I'm I'm kind of hangry now, right. like I've arrived. <laughs> and now I'm like, I want you, I'm wanting you to just know that I'm ready to go eat or, you know, it's just kind mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. things can get murky, but it's better if I were to inform them beforehand, hey, I'm actually hungry. Let's do, you know, X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. So that's, you got it perfectly right. Um, And also the biggest thing for me with being a manifester, I know that the biggest, I guess the biggest aha for me finding out about manifestors is knowing that without that defined sacral center, that we don't have the same energy that some of the other types have. So not, not um, wearing the label of being lazy, you know, like people might think that I'm lazy because I don't, I can't work all day or I don't want to work all day. Mm -hmm. Um, So giving myself the energy to have giving myself the space to take those breaks in between and those could be short breaks they could be long breaks it just all depends and again I think one of the biggest things that we'll keep coming back to is learning to listen to your body Mm -hmm. listening to what your body is telling you
0: Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. is such a important tool I feel like for navigating just life in the long term exactly completely agree
1: the other thing about manifestors, a lot of manifestors can feel misunderstood because I, like I mentioned that closed and protective, uh, aura and really in the traditional human design language, they call it a closed and repelling aura, <laughs> but you know, no one wants to hear that they're repelling. <laughs> so, <laughs> but with that, um. You know, sometimes being a manifester, you can feel like other people just don't get you. And for me, it's like, well, there's nothing wrong with, with me. I'm just built differently. And I have to learn how to use different strategies like informing or, you know, communicating so that people do know what I'm thinking and not just thinking that, you know, I'm you know, being
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: being sad. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. exactly. So that's one of the big things for um manifestors with projectors like I said um, they are the guides of the world so with them they have um, they have this high level view of things they're very um, their aura is very focused and absorbing so it's easy for them to just basically take the energy around them from the people around them and just taste it all you know, they also have a little bit of a sampling nature to them as well. So it's really important for them to have boundaries, um, making sure that that self-care is in place so that they're, when they're absorbing energy from around them, that they're able to just, you know, come back to their center at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And they also need rest. Um, well, every, I keep saying that everyone needs rest.
0: <laughs> <We> <laughs> um, do, especially in this modern day world. Yes,
1: everyone needs rest. But for them, if they're, you know, getting into that temptation to just push through it and not taking the rest that they need, then, you know, burnout is basically around the corner. <laughs> so making sure that they're taking the time to rest and with them, because they do, they're very intuitive. They are seen as the guides. And, you know, there could be this, there can be this temptation to overstep and just want to initiate or tell people, you know, what they think they need to hear. But really, the strategy of the projector is to wait for the invitation. So, wait for the invitation to share that wisdom or wait for the invitation to share, you know, whatever it is they feel like that other person needs. But in the meantime, what they can do is just prepare. They have the ability to be masters of, you know, whatever their area of expertise is. So in that waiting time, just taking the time to really dig into whatever your area of expertise is and master it, that'll set you up so that when you do receive that invitation to share or to step on stage or to be, you know the wisdom guide for someone else that you're ready mm. yeah so that's the big thing for um projectors and then with the reflectors
0: reflectors intrigue me so much <laughs> <laughs> especially since they're one percent of the population yeah. like these yeah. wild animals out there it's like where are they
1: <laughs> so the reflectors are basically they're the mirrors in the world so what they do um because I said they have a sampling aura, they um, basically take whatever it is that they're seeing out in the world, whatever they're experiencing out in the world and the people around them, they'll reflect that back to you. So if you are, if they're in an environment that has a lot of, um, you know, toxicity, they'll reflect that back. And, you know, you can look at a reflector and see what's really going on around them. So if they're, if a reflector is, not feeling well, if they're feeling sick, you know, they just know that they can be in a better, better space. Mm-hmm. It's really important for them to check their environment mm-hmm. because they're reflecting back what's around them. So if you're not so feeling sensitive. well, yeah, they're very sensitive. So, you know, you have the ability to change your environment, change the people that you're around so that, you know, because it all comes back onto you. So making sure that you're in environments that feel healthy you is really important and because they are so absorbing and so sensitive self-care is even even more important like at the end of the day or not even just the end of the day they just need to make sure that self-care is really a vital part of their lives because they have to you know cleanse themselves of the energy that Mm. they've been taking in around Mm. them and you know I think a lot all of us need some form of self-care, we need to kind of have that moment of reset. But as a reflector, because you can take in so much, it's really important. Mm -hmm. It's really important.
0: One of the things I love that you shared, and you also shared it on your Instagram page, is just emphasizing the uniqueness of everybody and especially uniqueness around everybody in their self-care practices and that it's not about us all following, you know, there was this morning miracle routine and I think it's called the morning miracle book. Uh, I'm totally blanking on it, but you know, uh, typically with a lot of entrepreneurs, it's like, oh, you need to wake up. You need to have a cold shower. You need to meditate for this amount of time. You need to read, you know, 10 pages in your book. You need a journal and like have this Specific routine. And it's like, that's great, but that doesn't work for everybody. And not mm-hmm. everybody is the same. And so I love that you emphasize that each person's self care practices and mindfulness practices get to be completely unique, not what a, an entrepreneur is doing, what, not what an influencer is doing, but really listening to their own wisdom. And that's one of the things that I emphasize within center in the city and helping people build their daily rituals is that it's really tapping into your own wisdom and your own lifestyle, because that's, what's going to be sustainable. Not what someone told you you should do. Yes.
1: Yes. And yes, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, I completely, I feel very passionate about that. Um, and I've always, well, you know, I've bought lots of courses and things and trying, you know, it's like, if you want to be successful, you have to follow my blueprint. You have to follow this. And, you know, that person is just sharing with you what worked for them. But we're all individuals. So you may try their exact same routine, morning ritual, nighttime ritual, whatever, and it could still not work for you. But what I love about hearing um, other people share what works for them is that it gives me ideas of what I could try mm-hmm. and see, okay, does this work for me? Does waking up at 5 a.m. work for me? Some people say yes, and some people are like, no, it right. makes me more tired. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so I think it's okay to look at other people for inspiration, but looking to see what, what works for you, what, what resonates for you, what feels good is really important. And you know, allowing yourself to say, okay, I tried this for this amount of time and it's not working. And so I'm gonna move on to something else, you Mm -hmm. know, and just find, that's how we figure out what works for us is through experimentation. And um, that's one thing in human design, you can actually look at your human design chart and there's something called variables. So with your variables, you can see, um, you know, if you have left-facing variables for your determination, then you probably do well with some kind of structure or routine. But if that arrow faces right, then you probably do more, um, you're probably better with a flow instead of a strict routine. So you probably, you know, we all still need some form of routine or structure, especially if you have like a nine nine to five job, you still have to be at work at a certain time. But, you know, within that, if you are right facing variables, and you don't do well with routines, then there's room for you to find a way to um, create containers where a routine works for you. Um, So maybe it's, instead of you, I don't know, reading every day at this time and following this schedule, maybe it's like, okay, if I know I have to do this administrative work, I'm only gonna do that on Wednesdays. (laughs) Or, you know, just finding a way so that you can still go in your flow, but still, get the, the things done that you need to get done.
0: Mm.
1: Um, but yes, I think it's just so important to just recognize our differences and just, you know, I keep saying celebrate those, but I think it's just so important to just be who you are instead of trying to be someone else.
0: Yes. Yes. And be grounded into, you know, where you are in life and what's actually going to work, not what you wish was different or wish would be, change or you know wish you had a sexier space to have your movement practice and it's like no just mm-hmm. really grounding into like where you are what you have to work with and using it to support you
1: exactly
0: yeah I love this out where can people learn more about you maybe even explore their human design with you yeah so I share um, tips on my Instagram
1: about human design, self-care, and I'm really all about, you know, living life now. I don't believe in, you know, some magical retirement age, so you'll see things sprinkled in my profile about travel and just other things that are going on, like having fun, so they can follow me at L Undefined, and I have a, um, a free guide if you want to learn how to optimize your energy, the um, using your human design. The link is in my bio on Instagram, so I will direct
0: people there. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your light with us here on the Center in the City podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me. This has been so fun, and it's hard for me to not dig in and talk all day. So I hope this has been helpful.
0: Oh my god, it's been so good. You sprinkled, I shouldn't even say sprinkled. You gave us so much wisdom and information. So it's amazing. I'm glad. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to the Center in the City podcast. Elle and I would love to continue the conversation with you on Instagram. So head on over and tag me at one Wade and L at Lundefined to share with us your takeaways. If you've done your human design before. What org type are you? What energy type are you? What did you learn about how your energy types can support you living life more intentionally, practicing self-care a little bit differently? So share with us. And until next time, stay centered.